0: Movies in 4K. Welcome to episode 14. I am Bill Shetty.
1: And I am Lady Phantom.
0: And this is a bonus, bonus, bonus.
1: Yeah, we like the bonuses.
0: New feature coming to Movies in 4K. These are going to be an out-of-cycle release in addition to our weekly show. And let's just start with that, Phantom. We decided we're staying weekly to the end of the year. Yay. So. Every single Thursday, you will have a brand spanking new episode of Movies in 4K and a new 4K Blu-ray disc review.
1: (laughs) Yes, and bonuses here and there.
0: Yes, this we just started. This is going to be our first one. And what these are, are solely focusing on listeners' requests, suggestions, and recommendations. Exactly. So there's not going to be any current event on this or 4k tip
1: no we are just going right into the good stuff
0: exactly and that's for all you listeners and fans out there subscribe to us and sending us our requests and leaving us comments just a little bit extra and also it's kind of hard to fit these requests in phantom because we are lined up like a month ahead of time with guests and stuff
1: exactly so you Kind listeners, take your time to leave recommendations and everything. So this is something that we wanted to do for you.
0: Exactly. And this is just going to be all your requests. So if you out there have a request, a suggestion, or a recommendation for the Phantom and I, get over to billshetty.com and leave yours on our guest book. And one final note, these will be a little bit shorter. They won't run an hour because we're just going to do the review and the grading yeah so they should clock in in the 30 to 45 minute range exactly so our first dedication our first bonus episode goes out to andrew whitensaw hope i got your name right buddy and he wanted us to cover hannibal from 2001 All righty, genres, crime, drama, thriller, phantom. And I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm fine with that. And I'm so curious if you're adding a genre.
1: Not really. At first, I was like playing with the idea of adding horror, but no, 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 no. I mean, it does have a decent, healthy, nice amount of gore and stuff. But it's not a movie that is made to scare you. So I'm perfectly fine with that.
0: I am too. Now, this is the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs 10 years earlier. So let's just get your rating out on that film, Phantom.
1: Oh, Silence of the Lambs, that's a 10. Is it to you?
0: Okay, that's a nine to me. Great movie. Jodie Foster was amazing in it where we don't get her in this sequel.
1: No, we get someone else who you don't like. (laughs) Yes,
0: and we have the great anthony hopkins who is an incredible actor by all rights
1: and gary oldman who is unrecognizable I, I think unrecognizable in and incredible as usual
0: yeah i don't think he's that incredible Oh,
1: i do but i'm not
0: <laughs> sure i should have looked back on this andrew recommended this and i think he did after our dracula discussion because he was so happy that he found a podcast that reviews 4K movies because there is none but us out there mm-hmm. that takes that dive into and describes it in detail. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it came right after that episode because we were so displeased with the quality of that disc. Uh-huh. So he came out and recommended this to us, and he said it's one of his favorites, so we have to dive in it. It's a request, so we're going to cover it. Now, who was this movie directed by?
1: Ridley Scott.
0: We're stuck on Ridley Scott over the past month, I think, Phantom.
1: I know, yes. I mean, he has a a variety of stuff. And in general, I do like his work in general.
0: All right. So who's the stars outside of the ones we already named?
1: Julianne Moore, uh, Ray Liotta, and uh, Giancarlo Giannini.
0: Yes, and Julianne Moore is playing Clarice Starling, the Jodie Foster role. Yes. Which, that really hurt me in this film. I'll just say it straight up front.
1: I remember back when I saw it. because this is This why, is something.
0: Why didn't they get her, Phantom?
1: I don't know. There was a, a thing, but I think at the time I knew, but I don't anymore because I didn't check MDB right now. But I do remember that at the time it was, oh my gosh, it was like sore you know because you have this idea of clarice starling in your mind and then they change the thing completely and julianne moore did her best i think to do clarice starling but she's just not her
0: no not at all so what's that summary say on imdb
1: living in exile dr hannibal lecter tries to reconnect with now disgraced fbi agent clarice starling and finds himself a target for revenge from a powerful victim.
0: You adding anything to that, or is that suffice?
1: No, that I think that's pretty good.
0: All right, where does this movie kick off at, Phantom?
1: This movie kicks off at a fish market. There is a sting, basically, that actually, they have to do. Actually, you're forgetting
0: the scene. Starts off with the mastermind, his fourth victim, who actually survived.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's talking to Barney, the caretaker. From Silence of the Lambs, which was actually the same actor, I believe. And they are talking about Hannibal Lecter and... And he wants to
0: buy the mask that was used at the ward.
1: You get the idea that this guy, Barney, he has been selling stuff to Mason Verger, like a variety of things. And he shows him the infamous mask that is super recognizable from Silence of the Lambs. And so they are striking a deal. And then it goes to a fish market scene.
0: Yes. And he's completely deformed. Yes. Um, The makeup is
1: amazing. So
0: you're going to say that straight up front. You didn't find any fakeness to it.
1: Absolutely not.
0: I agree. It looks weird the first time you're seeing it. You're trying to pick out like what could be wrong here. But this guy had his face gnawed on basically by Lecter.
1: Not really. But okay.
0: But he's the only one that survived him yes, of the over a dozen yes. people. A little here, later called.
1: on, they actually go over what happened to him. Basically, Lecter drugged him. Well, gave him drugs and he happily mm-hmm. did them because this guy was no saint. And some mirror crashes and breaks and Lecter gives him a piece of mirror and says, OK, start cutting off your face. And he does it and then he feeds it to the dogs. But he left him to live. That's it. Like well, Lecter I don't know himself if he didn't left eat.
0: him. I don't know if he would have said, "Ooh, this guy's going to live." To what happened to him, but he does live.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think. No, I mean, if Hannibal Lecter had wanted this guy dead, he would have killed him. I mean, period. For some reason, but
0: normally the wounds he had would have killed him. But somehow Why? he survived. I Why? mean, he cut up his whole face, his eyes out, just to bleed to death. Who helped the guy? They don't go into it.
1: No, that's true, but it's not like he severed an artery or anything. I mean, yeah, it would have been really bad, but like bleed to death. I don't know. But in any case, he survives.
0: Right. And he is after Hannibal this whole movie. He wants revenge. Of course. And that's a big side plot on this. Then we jump to the fish market where Clary Starling is after these drug kingpins and things like that. And this goes awry and yeah. she gets suspended.
1: Yeah, and it's some it's something that is not her fault because actually she wanted to do the right thing but some Gung-ho FBI officer. officer yeah goes rogue and he starts the whole thing which is what she wanted to avoid but since she was in charge of the operation she's the one that gets blamed because also one of her officers and friends gets killed.
0: Right. So She's supposed to be suspended, but this one FBI agent sticks up for her, and they got some new um, information about where Hannibal Lecter has been, so they put her on the case. And this is exactly 10 years later. It plays right in the timeline with Silence of the Lambs. Yes. So Hannibal is in Italy.
1: Yeah, he found his way to his favorite place on Earth— Because, I mean, the guy is is a guy of tastes. He loves good food. He loves a good life. And he, I mean, you don't see that happen. But he makes a curator. He's been in hiding
0: for 10 years, basically. Yes,
1: yes, of course. And he makes this museum curator disappear so he can take his place.
0: Right, so we got another big side story with the detective there in Italy yeah. wanting to get him for himself because of the money reward. Yeah, there's a 3 million dollar reward. Him to the FBI or anything because he is now added back to the top 10 most wanted List. criminals mm-hmm. in America. He was taken off because he hadn't done anything for 10 years apparently.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And there was ones wanted more than him but he was just added when Clarice starts hunting this guy. And there's a lot going on in here, and we're not going to dive that deep into that. But you got, like, three stories going on. would you say, Phantom? You got yeah. the detective who's after Hannibal just for a reward. We have Clarice, of course, that's after Hannibal, just doing research, trying to find out what country he's in. And there's some stuff on the backstory with yeah. that because and- he sends her a letter. So they're trying to decipher where this letter came from, and there's a lot on the crime aspect yeah, of it. And, the, and she's uh, also CSI living, type stuff.
1: Yeah, and she's also living with her own fall and disgrace because basically she was betrayed by the FBI. I mean, basically she was betrayed by by her people. So she's living with that and coming to terms with that, and of course that develops a, a little later on but she never stops being who she is which is a straight arrow i mean this woman is pretty much incorruptible
0: and then the third angle is with mason verger verger right who actually lived and is deformed and just totally wants to torture him basically is the idea i got he don't even want to kill him he wants his people to capture him so he can torture him yeah and and do what he he did to him basically
1: exactly i mean he will die as a you know bonus but his point is to torture him exactly
0: and then all three things come to a head in the last 30 minutes this is another long movie this is yeah over two hours something Mm -hmm. is rated r so there's the story coverage what would you like to talk about phantom um i was kind of bored honestly. you were oh yeah i mean it was interesting to a point but compared to silence of the lambs this was a pretty huge step down to me
1: yeah it is i think it is longer i'm not sure but i think it is longer and oh, man it's just in the silence of the lambs everything was so interesting and here at some points it's not confusing it's just like you are like move on, will you? Yeah, no,
0: it's not confusing at all, uh-huh. really. Once you sit and really watch it,
1: yeah. Oh, and there's so well, it's not it's not another storyline, but with Clarice, there's also this stupid, arrogant, horrible FBI agent who's played by Ray Liotta, and he. I mean, you get the the minuscule
0: part in this. I don't yeah. think he's on screen more than ten minutes. In the end, maybe three minutes during the beginning.
1: Well, he's like, like salt and pepper here and there during the movie, but nothing major except for the beginning and the end. And you get the point that also he wants not revenge, but he wants to make her miserable because, of course, she rejected his advances at some point in life, you know, and he is a horrible person. So he gets what is coming to him.
0: What fascinated you? What engaged you did well, you like the cinematography i mean talk more about the technicals of the movie not in the 4k yeah yeah, field, yeah. But I mean, the, this movie, you know,
1: movie is beautiful i think really because i mean i really like art you know and all the the landscapes in italy in florence in this case the music the the score was done by Hans Zimmer, so it's a good score i wouldn't say it's his best by a long shot but it's a good score and uh, and there just, was
0: actually a lot of orchestras too involved yes. in this this is not solely Hans zimmer music
1: exactly and it's it's very atmospheric it's like you feel you are there and and i don't know i i really like the cinematography the music the lighting it has very good lighting very dark in some parts but you can always see what's going on so that's okay
0: how about the acting of Julianne Moore?
1: I think she was serviceable.
0: <laughs> That's the word I would have used to. <laughs> It's not a kind she word, She does really.
1: fine. She does her best to try to do that kind of Southern accent that Jodie Foster had in Silence of the Lambs, but it's nothing like that. Like, her accent comes out... Like with a hint of southern here and there, but it—it's it, nothing like. No, I didn't
0: even like notice her accent. that. It's I more did. of her demeanor. She's, She's trying to portray that really somber, stern, yes, scared at times in amazement. You know, by the book, FBI guy. Yes,
1: but and it came off
0: as stale to me.
1: It. I always, ever since the first time I saw this movie, I thought her acting was kind of cardboardy.
0: And that's got to be tough. I mean, giving anybody a role on a Oscar-winning movie, yeah, to take over for somebody is not easy. I mean, no, that's probably one of the hardest things. And I would say probably most actors wouldn't want to do it.
1: Yes. I would agree with that. I mean, it they were huge shoes to fill.
0: Not to break off into something separate, but that's why I hesitated watching the Hannibal TV series that the Phantom got me to watch a couple years back.
1: That and it's was time to HBO. watch again.
0: Like, I'm like, how could somebody even compare with Hopkins? Like, why am I even going to watch this? I had no ambition to ever watch that. And Phantom... Pretty much made me. We put on the discs because she had bought them up during the night. So I figured, oh, I'm going to fall asleep in all these. But that guy that did the Hannibal was amazing. Mads it was an excellent Mikkelsen. series.
1: Matt's Mickelson is something else. It was
0: an incredible series. I mean, and it's, it's a shame that it got canceled, I would presume. Yeah, it is It is
1: really funny because Matt's I mean, oh my. I, I don't know even how I can explain this because it is Hannibal Lecter. Without a doubt, but it's a very different Hannibal Lecter. But it's still him. It still captures the spirit. Him younger, absolutely. Like it captures his spirit. And I've always say this, and it's horrible. But I mean, you know that during that series, the guy is cooking people. You know that. But I always was hungry when he was cooking because, like, (laughs) oh my god, it was it it was art. That series was art, and they got away with showing. art a lot of
0: stuff yes there was some hardcore stuff in because, that and yes. he did he captured the essence of oh, Hopkins beautifully by the lingo he used the mannerisms the way he spoke and Hannibal Lecter is a highly intelligent man oh yeah I mean just all the things he knows during the movie you watching it He's so sophisticated.
1: Oh, absolutely! No, he he did beautifully, and in that series, it was everything. Also, like Will Graham, played by Hugh Dancy, I really like it. Like he he's his, I don't know, that guy went places with that character because it was really complex. And Loris Fishburne, that and he was also excellent. I love that series, but they did cancel it. I guess it it was because it wasn't getting enough viewership, because that series is not for everyone. I mean, it is very artistic and people could get bored easily. So Do you what think they did they
0: started that and tried to compete with Dexter cuz I know that no. was super popular. And no, isn't that-, that a similar type vibe? I mean, I've never seen it.
1: Dexter is excellent too, but I think Dexter was even before that. I don't remember very well. But no, I don't think it was a, a competition of any kind. But what they did in, in Hannibal was the since they knew they were getting canceled, the last season they divided it kind of in two. Like there's half and half episodes, half of Red Dragon and half of Hannibal. So you do see this uh, this guy uh, Mason Berger and his sister only a little more uh, expanded okay back
0: to this movie now you know we don't cover spoilers here on movies in 4k but i do want to describe the one scene it's the scene that stuck with me since i've seen this back in 2001 because i have not watched this since then until this 4k release thanks to andrew is the ray leota scene
1: oh <laughs>
0: yeah i think we should I don't know, describe something about that scene because it's so monumental and it looked incredible.
1: Spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> no spoiler
0: alert, Phantom. We don't cover spoilers here, but I would like to get into, I don't know, maybe we can tap dance around it. Hannibal captures this one detective. He can't stand him. And this guy, like oh, Phantom he's said, he's just a scum low life guy out for himself. And he does, I don't want to say surgery on him, but he has him so drugged up, so he's not aware of what Hannibal's actually doing to him. Mm -hmm. And there comes an eating scene where he eats a certain part of his own body, and oh my God, Ray Liotta was actually incredible in this scene in particular. Because he's showing you this wavering in and out, this drug induced state. But you can see like he's getting dizzy and he's like losing consciousness. But then he goes on and eats some part of his body that yeah. he's not aware of. And, you and, know and what it is, was incredible. The actual special effect of oh, what was shown.
1: That was, in this movie, the makeup and the special effects in that sense, they are really i Good. would say
0: that too because there were some knife wounds too some, oh yeah uh, neck slits things uh-huh. like that that's sprinkled here and there the yeah
1: violence. yeah i mean just like gary Ullman's makeup is amazing and
0: fans out there if you want to write a comment on there and you think this is hard put it in because you know we're wavering on that i just personally don't i don't think silence of the lambs was either it's just not made to hide your eyes it's just a real serious movie that doesn't go the level to try to scare the audience even Uh though you're cringing and you're kind of nervous when anthony hopkins is on screen and what he's going to do but it's a crime drama you know it's a thriller where they show more than the typical There is some gory scenes in these.
1: Yeah. Plus, you have to take into account that Hannibal Lecter basically only kills people who are after him or that are rude. So it's not like uh, a Jason Voorhees who no matter who you are or how good you are, he will kill you anyway. No, I mean, this guy, he basically it's either if they're after him or if they are unpleasant.
0: All right, so I think we reviewed that one really well, Phantom. Let's get our rating and recommendation of Hannibal.
1: I think this movie is an eight. I really enjoy it. I love the landscapes, the cinematography, the art in this movie is beautiful. I mean, just to get to see Italy, it's so, so nice. So I think it's an eight, and I do think it's a, a buy,
0: All righty, I am going to go right down the middle. I think this is an average movie at best. I think a good 30 minutes could have been cut off of this movie. There's just some scenes that you see it plays out way too long. Like, And I know they want to build suspense and thrilling nature, but there's a part in this movie when this one shady detective in Italy is just trying to monitor Hannibal and they want to get fingerprints well this scene played for 20 minutes and I'm just like cut this down like he goes in a church and then he's walking out on the street and it was nice cinematography I agree with Phantom that's a positive in this the gore was a positive the acting was a mixed bag to me yeah Anthony Hopkins was great but I I'm sorry I just can't get over this Julianne Moore now I'm not a fan of her per se
1: no you actually <laughs> don't like her at all yeah
0: i just don't think these she's that great of an actress but with jodie foster taking over I, I just really think that hurts this role because you could see her trying to imitate her on some level and it was so wooden and bland even with her looks and i just couldn't get into her character it just bothered me so much because yeah. jodie foster was amazing
1: that's actually the only reason i dog it because of her
0: i did like the italian detective though i thought he was a really good actor oh, and yeah. his facial reactions anytime oh, yes. he talked to hannibal because he knew what this guy was all about that this guy could snap on him in any moment and you felt that
1: yeah, and the the faces that he's making when he is realizing that it is Hannibal Lecter and what he has done and everything is like he has the slightest tremble in his hand and you can see that he's terrified. But at the same time, he wants that money.
0: And I will say I did not like to score in this at no? all. There is one action scene, that opening scene when she gets her job taken from her, basically, when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. Great action scene, by the way, you know, gunfight, police procedural type scene with bad guys and cars crashing. That was done really well. I was like, wow, I forget a lot in this movie. And I'll tell you, I don't even know why they got Gary Oldman Mm -hmm. because I'm sure they paid him a lot because he was unrecognizable. They could have put anybody in there to me
1: well because they wanted him to act i mean gary oldman is great
0: yeah but remember with his face deformity the only thing that moved was his one eye his all the other parts of his face and
1: his mouth kind of right
0: but they showed no reaction so it's not like you needed a jim carrey or something like that that you can notice through like the mask makeup it just makes no sense to me why they'd pay a guy probably a few million dollars and not just get a competent actor but somebody unrecognizable because you would have never known a million years so i i don't understand that personally and Maybe
1: he just wanted to do it because he wanted the part who knows it doesn't matter yeah
0: well i'm saying as a money-making thing basically like i don't know why they'd pay somebody that much because you know he's on the box cover gary oldman but who would know that he's in it so i'm just gonna say a rental if you're interested in the silence of the lambs trilogy i think it is worth watching once to see where it went from after silence of the lambs it is interesting enough to me i wasn't like sleeping in this I was engaged to a point, but it was drawn out. It was long. And I think there's quite a bit that could change. All right. The 4K disc review time picture. How was the picture on this 19-year-old movie now?
1: You know what? I'm very divided because some scenes were very grainy that i was thinking that oh that the grain is intact <laughs> but then some other scenes are so good let's
0: cover that just it's, for ah. a, a one or two minutes this is there's like two highly contentious things in 4k it's the fake 4k versus real 4k the upconverted stuff and then there's this second topic which covers grain on older movies specifically. yes We have heard this incessantly since we've been in 4K. There's people that actually like to see film grain and not like a super sharp digital picture like modern day movies, like all these superhero Mm -hmm. movies, stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. And to me, it's probably going to hurt some people's feelings out there, but I don't care. I don't want to see grain. I don't want to see snow. I want it as clear and vibrant as it could be. Now, I know they have to use DNR, the digital noise reduction, which is coming up in a tip topic in a few episodes down the road. So I don't want to go into a tangent on that. But they have options to soften the picture and to get rid of or minimize that noise. And most of the time, they don't do it with these old movies. And I do understand why, but I think there's a happy balance they can do with the clarity factor and the smoothness factor. And I'll just leave it at that because we're going to get into this in a 10-minute topic. But what I will say about the Hannibal disc, unlike the Dracula disc, this movie definitely felt filmic. That's what they wanted. They didn't want any, like, newly produced, super bright scenery. They wanted to keep it bleak. And I think that works for this movie Mm -hmm. because it is a really bleak story. And all the scenes out in the street and the cinematography, they were all shot with a hue. And on 4K, it was deep and it was rich is the word I'm going to use. Even the faces, when they go up the close-ups, the rich, beautiful coloring in their face that you never seen before. And there's a couple standout scenes in this Phantom. One is in this church like there wasn't a splotch of grain in that and it was yes. so vibrant and colorful
1: yeah and there are i mean in this movie there are a lot of dark scenes and most of them looked so good and like you had these dark for example i can re- i can remember one scene where where you can see hannibal and only part of his face is illuminated And it looks so good, like this. the the darks are so rich. Yes, that's what
0: you get with these old style films that are being converted. Yes, those darks you get that level of detail in the shadows, which you never got on Blu-ray or DVD.
1: Yeah, and and it just looked that good. That scene, and I, and there's another one which I can't remember exactly, but there are scenes like that where you have the light and the shade in both uh, at the same time and it looks so so good but then there are other yes. a few of them i would that say are more really than a few grainy and you're like Man.
0: i would say 33 percent of the film i'm putting a percentage on it
1: yeah I would, there's some yeah. where
0: you're like oh no yeah my, yes, oh exactly. my god i'm back in the 80s and i, I see snow on the screen but then you see around. this other
1: scene with another thing that they do a lot in this movie which i'm thankful for is close-ups there are a lot of close-ups and they look look so good they look so detailed like you can see every freckle in julianne moore's body which is a lot
0: yes and i thought it was funny they kept ray leota's side to his good side in this because as everyone knows he's got like a pock face He's yeah. got little divots in his face. And they kept his good profile. Like, I'm waiting to see his face in HDR. How sad am I? I'm it's like,
1: not happening. It's not. They <laughs> kept it to,
0: I think it would be his right side.
1: His left side, probably.
0: Okay. Well, whichever side is worse than the other. And, like, they did that on purpose, I think, back then. Because it was HD then. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in 2001. Or maybe that was before HD. But if HD was coming out around then, I was like, or maybe Leota said, keep it to this side. Or maybe uh, Ridley Scott said, all right, let's just sh- keep it on his good side because you don't see the marks, You would have noticed a bad face on this.
1: Very fast. And, you know, talking about also the, the close-ups and going back to Gary Oldman, it's a testament to how good the makeup is that even with the 4k you cannot tell that it's makeup
0: yes i was a little hesitant at first it looked fake but then i'm like oh man he would have had to have you know reconstructive surgery oh yeah all over his body skin taken and put on his face and it would be discolored so yeah i'm with you phantom that was done amazing and the eye
1: yeah you know the, the he right lost eye, one he was, eye so it, it like, never
0: moves it's weird, just yeah. a black like eye black yeah. exactly
1: yeah i mean that that makeup was something else
0: yes it was and
1: all the scenes that include gore or a slit or something they do not look fake at all which uh, they must have been practicals.
0: yes and then back to that one scene with ray leota the really oh, like, oh my that god incredible I'm sure it's got to be digital fact
1: Yeah, it has to be, but, but it's
0: it's incredible. But you dumb. would
1: never know. Like yes. you would never know. And I thought it was so funny because with I mean the way he's behaving in that scene is like he loses all inhibition, and he is even more of a bleep than normal, which is something.
0: Yes. Okay. On to the audio. This is a DTS, not an Atmos track.
1: Yeah, it was not Atmos, and you know what? In that I didn't but, need it. No, not really, but that first scene the yeah. the fish market scene
0: oh it was great
1: oh my i God. was
0: like yeah we're getting in for a ride but then it goes into a drama there's yes. not much but effects. it's like
1: the bullets are coming from everywhere and
0: the car crashes oh my and goodness it was and amazing then there was also a constant like drumming like a yes. low drum like a boom boom like in the score like every five seconds and it played throughout these action scenes which are very minimalistic by the way but when that happened it was great and i'll notice another standout scene was in the church it felt like i was in the church it was hollow sounding it was coming from the rear and stuff yeah It's a good track. I mean, it's nothing you're going to show off to your friends.
1: Absolutely not. It's not a
0: movie to show off for sound, for one. No,
1: no, no, no. But the sound is good. Yes, and the dialogue
0: was intelligible throughout. It was nice and clear, never had to, you know, squint. I I say squint when you're hearing, but you usually do that. When you're trying to hear something, you usually squint.
1: (laughs) Which is the same. When you're trying to see something better, you lower the volume.
0: Of stuff which <laughs>
1: right. like i cannot understand but it, but that's what people do
0: all right what special features do we have on this release Phantom?
1: we have a few here audio commentary by director ridley scott breaking the silence the making of hannibal including rare footage and interviews anatomy of a shootout a five-angle breakdown of the fish market action scene that would be nice ridley graham's a featurette on the art of storyboarding an exploration of the film's opening title design over thirty three minutes of deleted and alternate scenes wow. with optional director commentary alternate ending with optional director commentary nineteen TV spots and theatrical teaser and trailer. That's
0: Shock a lot. full yeah. of special features all on the Blu-ray.
1: I wanna see that alternate ending.
0: They're not on the 4K. They are on the Blu-ray, which is typical for most of these. I don't know if they're new to this version because we never had this disc.
1: No, I don't know. No, we did have the DVD at some point, but I don't know if it had any of this. I'm
0: sure there probably is. So you do have hours of content if this is your film, right? Yes. So there you go. So this is the time, the grade. And the recommendation, I'll start Phantom. This is right down the middle for me. This is a C average disc. I'll say it is worthy for the richness. This movie, I do feel, unlike Dracula, need to maintain that film style because there's no bright scenes in this. Even during the daylight, it's set in cloudy times on purpose, I think. Mm just to maintain that Hannibal's around the corner. You don't know where he is. Everything looks bleak. Everybody could be a victim. You just don't know. And I think it worked. But there is 33% grain that I didn't like. And some of it was really bad. Some of it was tolerable. And then you had those scenes, a good, I'd say, 20, 30 minutes sprinkled throughout that I didn't notice hardly any. And some that looked like, man it was great no punch though yeah zero punch and or wouldn't be on a disc like this because it's just too somber but i will say if this is your style movie i said to rent it as a movie but if this is your thing it is a worthy upgrade phantom so c and worthy what do you have
1: just a little bit higher than you a c plus because as much as yes it does have some really bad grain at some points Oh, my, there are other scenes that are just beautiful and they are a pleasure to look at. And the, the track is really good. So I say C plus And yeah, if you're going to buy it, absolutely get it in 4K. It is worth it.
0: So there you go, Andrew. We did that solely for you and all the fans out there to get extra reviews of 4K Blu-ray discs because we want to be your source and the source on the internet of the most 4K Blu-ray reviews. So check out BillSheddy.com where we keep that master list up there. Don't forget to subscribe to us, Phantom. We're at...
1: Subscribe to us on... Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, you know, everywhere where you can get podcasts. You can find us right there.
0: Don't forget, these are bonus episodes. Our weekly Thursday release will be coming your way.
1: And also, for remember, we have now some written reviews.
0: Oh, good Check point. Check those out. Yes, we're doing extra reviews, sometimes written-wise so you gotta get to billshetty.com and bookmark us there. So for Bill Shetty and Lady Phantom, we'll catch you in a few days.